This is day 75 of our daily Bible reading. We will be completing 2 Chronicles chapters 4 through 8. Lord Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for the fresh blessings this morning, for the breath that's in our body, the will to get out of bed, the will to meet you here in your word and in prayer. Lord, that you may strengthen us this morning. Give us the wisdom to complete our day in a way that is honorable to you and that it pleases you, Lord. Help us to be people who are champions for your cause, that what you stand for, what you love, that we would love them. The things that you hate, that we would hate them and abstain from them. Lord, please challenge us to be more sanctified and to be more holy like you. Please guide us through your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. Then he made a bronze altar, 20 cubits in length and 20 cubits in width and 10 cubits in height. Also he made the cast metal sea, 10 cubits from brim to brim, circular in form, and its height was 5 cubits, and its circumference 30 cubits. Now figures like oxen were under it and all around it, 10 cubits, entirely encircling the sea. The oxen were in two rows, cast in one piece. It stood on twelve oxen, three facing the north, three facing west, three facing south, and three facing east. And the sea was set on top of them, and all their hindquarters turned inwards. It was a handbreadth thick, and its brim was made like the brim of a cup, like a lily blossom. It could hold three thousand baths. He also made ten basins in which to wash, and he set five on the right side, and five on the left, to rinse things for the burnt offering. But the sea was for the priests to wash in. Then he made the ten golden lampstands in the way prescribed for them, and he set them in the temple, five on the right side, and five on the left. He also made ten tables, and placed them in the temple, five on the right side, and five on the left. And he made one hundred golden bowls. Then he made the court of the priests, and the great court, and doors for the court, and overlaid their doors with bronze. He set the sea on the right side of the house toward the southeast. Huram also made the pails, the shovels, and the bowls. So Huram finished doing the work which he performed for King Solomon in the house of God. The two pillars, the bowls, and the two capitals on top of the pillars and the two networks to cover the two bowls of the capitals, which were on top of the pillars, and the four hundred pomegranates for the two networks, two rows of pomegranates for each network, to cover the two bowls of the capitals, which were in the pillars. He also made the stands, and he made the basins on the stands, and the one sea with the twelve oxen under it. The pails, the shovels, the forks, and all its utensils, Huram Abi, made of polished bronze for King Solomon for the house of the Lord. On the plain of the Jordan, the king cast them in the clay ground between Succoth and Zereda. Thus Solomon made all these utensils in great quantities, for the weight of the bronze could not be found out. Solomon also made all the things that were in the house of God, even the golden altar, the tables with the bread of the presence on them, 
the lampstands with their lamps of pure gold, to burn in front of the inner sanctuary in the way prescribed. The flowers, the lamps, and the tongs of gold, of purest gold, and the snuffers, the bowls, the spoons, and the firepans of pure gold, and the entrance of the house, its inner doors for the holy of holies, and the doors of the house, that is, of the nave of gold. Thus all the work that Solomon performed for the house of the Lord was finished. And Solomon brought in the things that David his father had dedicated, even the silver and the gold and all the utensils, and put them in the treasuries of the house of God. Then Solomon assembled to Jerusalem the elders of Israel and all the heads of the tribes, the leaders of the father's households of the sons of Israel, to bring up the ark of the covenant of the Lord out of the city of David, which is Zion. All the men of Israel assembled themselves to the king at the feast, that is, in the seventh month. Then all the elders of Israel came, and the Levites took up the ark. They brought up the ark in the tent of meeting, and all the holy utensils which were in the tent. The Levitical priests brought them up. And King Solomon and all the congregation of Israel who were assembled with him before the ark were sacrificing so many sheep and oxen that they could not be counted or numbered. Then the priests brought the ark of the covenant of the Lord to its place, into the inner sanctuary of the house, to the holy of holies, under the wings of the cherubim. For the cherubim spread their wings over the place of the ark, so that the cherubim made a covering over the ark and its poles. The poles were so long that the ends of the poles of the ark could be seen in front of the inner sanctuary, but they could not be seen outside and they are there to this day. There was nothing in the ark except the two tablets which Moses put there at Horeb, where the Lord made a covenant with the sons of Israel when they came out of Egypt. When the priests came forth from the holy place, for all the priests who were present had sanctified themselves without regard to divisions, and all the Levitical singers, Asaph, Haman, Jeduthun, and their sons and kinsmen, clothed in fine linen, with cymbals, harps, and lyres, standing east of the altar, and with them one hundred and twenty priests blowing trumpets in unison, when the trumpeters and the singers were to make themselves heard, with one voice to praise and to glorify the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice, accompanied by trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music, and when they praised the Lord, saying, He indeed is good, for his loving kindness is everlasting. Then the house, the house of the Lord, was filled with a cloud, so that the priests could not stand to minister because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. Then Solomon said, The Lord has said that he would dwell in the thick cloud. I have built you a lofty house and a place for your dwelling forever. Then the king faced about and blessed all the assembly of Israel, while all the assembly of Israel was standing. He said, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who spoke with his mouth to my father David, and has fulfilled it with his hands, saying, Since the day that I brought my people from the land of Egypt, I did not choose a city out of all the tribes of Israel 
in which to build a house, that my name might be there. Nor did I choose any man for a leader over my people Israel. But I have chosen Jerusalem, that my name might be there. And I have chosen David to be over my people Israel. Now it was in the heart of my father David to build a house for the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. But the Lord said to my father David, Because it was in your heart to build a house for my name, you did well that it was in your heart. Nevertheless, you shall not build the house, but your son, who will be born to you, he shall build the house for my name. Now the Lord has fulfilled his word which he spoke. For I have risen in the place of my father David, and sat on the throne of Israel, as the Lord promised, and have built the house for the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. There I have set the ark, in which is the covenant of the Lord, which he made with the sons of Israel. Then he stood before the altar of the Lord, in the presence of all the assembly of Israel, and spread out his hands. Now Solomon had made a bronze platform, five cubits long, five cubits wide, and three cubits high, and had it set in the midst of the court. And he stood on it, knelt on his knees in the presence of all the assembly of Israel, and spread out his hands toward heaven. He said, O Lord, the God of Israel, there is no God like you in heaven or on earth, keeping covenant and showing loving kindness to your servants who walk before you with all their heart, who has kept with your servant David, my father, that which you have promised him. Indeed, you have spoken with your mouth, and have fulfilled it with your hand, as it is this day. Now therefore, O Lord, the God of Israel, keep with your servant David, my father, that which you have promised him, saying, you shall not lack a man to sit on the throne of Israel, if only your sons take heed to their way, to walk in my law as you have walked before me. Now, therefore, O Lord, the God of Israel, let your word be confirmed, which you have spoken to your servant David. But will God indeed dwell with mankind on the earth? Behold, heaven and the highest heaven cannot contain you, how much less the house which I have built. Yet have regard to the prayer of your servant and to his supplication, O Lord my God, to listen to the cry and to the prayer which your servant prays before you, that your eye may be open toward this house day and night, toward the place of which you have said that you would put your name there, to listen to the prayer which your servant shall pray toward this place. Listen to the supplications of your servant and of your people Israel, when they pray toward this place. Hear from your dwelling place, from heaven. Hear and forgive. If a man sins against his neighbor and is made to take an oath, and he comes and takes an oath before your altar in this house, then hear from heaven and act and judge your servants, punishing the wicked by bringing his way on his own head and justifying the righteous by giving him according to his righteousness. If your people Israel are defeated before an enemy because they have sinned against you, and they return to you and confess your name, and pray and make supplication before you in this house, then hear from heaven 
and forgive the sin of your people Israel, and bring them back to the land which you have given to them and to their fathers. When the heavens are shut up, and there is no rain, because they have sinned against you, and they pray toward this place, and confess your name, and turn from their sin when you afflict them, then hear in heaven, and forgive the sin of your servants and your people Israel. Indeed, teach them the good way in which they should walk. And send rain on your land, which you have given to your people for an inheritance. If there is famine in the land, if there is pestilence, if there is blight or mildew, if there is locust or grasshopper, if their enemies besiege them in the land of their cities, whatever plague or whatever sickness there is, whatever prayer or supplication is made by any man or by all your people Israel, each knowing his own affliction and his own pain, and spreading his hands toward this house, then hear from heaven your dwelling place, and forgive, and render to each according to all his ways, whose heart you know, for you alone know the hearts of the sons of men, that they may fear you, to walk in your ways as long as they live in the land which you have given to their fathers. Also, concerning the foreigner who is not from your people Israel, when he comes from a far country for your great name's sake, and your mighty hand and your outstretched arm, when they come and pray toward this house, then hear from heaven, from your dwelling place, and do according to all for which the foreigner calls to you, in order that all the peoples of the earth may know your name, and fear you, as do your people Israel and that they may know that this house which I have built is called by your name. When your people go out to battle against their enemies, by whatever way you shall send them, and they pray to you toward this city which you have chosen, and the house which I have built for your name, then hear from heaven their prayer and their supplication, and maintain their cause. When they sin against you, for there is no man who does not sin, and you are angry with them, and deliver them to an enemy, so that they take them away captive to a land far off or near. If they take thought in the land where they are taken captive, and repent and make supplication to you in the land of their captivity, saying, We have sinned, we have committed iniquity, and have acted wickedly, if they return to you with all their heart and with all their soul in the land of their captivity, where they have been taken captive, and pray toward their land which you have given to their fathers, and the city which you have chosen, and toward the house which I have built for your name, then hear from heaven, from your dwelling place, their prayer and supplications, and maintain their cause, and forgive your people who have sinned against you. Now, O my God, I pray, let your eyes be open and your ears attentive to the prayer offered in this place. Now, therefore, arise, O Lord God, to your resting place, you and the ark of your might. Let your priests, O Lord God, be clothed with salvation, and let your godly ones rejoice in what is good. O Lord God, do not turn away the face of your anointed, Remember your loving kindness to your servant David. Now when Solomon had finished praying, fire came down from heaven 
and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the house. The priests could not enter into the house of the Lord, because the glory of the Lord filled the Lord's house. All the sons of Israel, seeing the fire come down and the glory of the Lord upon the house, bowed down on the pavement with their faces to the ground, and they worshipped and gave praise to the Lord, saying, Truly he is good, truly his loving kindness is everlasting. Then the king and all the people offered sacrifice before the Lord. King Solomon offered a sacrifice of 22,000 oxen and 120,000 sheep. Thus the king and all the people dedicated the house of God. The priests stood at their posts, and the Levites also, with the instruments of music to the Lord, which King David had made for giving praise to the Lord, for his loving kindness is everlasting. Whenever he gave praise by their means, while the priests on the other side blew trumpets, and all Israel was standing. Then Solomon consecrated the middle of the court that was before the house of the Lord, for there he offered the burnt offerings and the fat of the peace offerings, because the bronze altar which Solomon had made was not able to contain the burnt offering, the grain offering, and the fat. So Solomon observed the feast at that time for seven days, and all Israel with him. A very great assembly who came from the entrance of Hamath to the brook of Egypt. On the eighth day they held a solemn assembly for the dedication of the altar. They observed seven days and the feast seven days. Then on the twenty-third day of the seventh month he sent the people to their tents rejoicing and, and happy of heart because of the goodness that the Lord had shown to David and to Solomon and to his people Israel. Thus Solomon finished the house of the Lord and the king's palace and successfully completed all that he had planned on doing in the house of the Lord and in his palace. Then the Lord appeared to Solomon at night and said to him, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. If I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain, or if I command the locust to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, and my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. Now my eyes will be open, and my ears attentive to the prayer offered in this place. For now I have chosen and consecrated this house, that my name may be there forever, and my eyes and my heart will be there perpetually. As for you, if you walk before me as your father David walked, even to do according to all that I have commanded you, and will keep my statutes and my ordinances, then I will establish your royal throne, as I covenanted with your father David, saying, You shall not lack a man to be ruler in Israel. But if you turn away and forsake my statutes and my commandments, which I have set before you, and go and serve other gods and worship them, then I will uproot you from my land which I have given you, 
and this house which I have consecrated for my name I will cast out of my sight, and I will make it a proverb and a byword among all peoples. As for this house which is exalted, everyone who passes by it will be astonished and say, Why has the Lord done thus to this land and to this house? And they will say, Because they forsook the Lord, the God of their fathers, who brought them from the land of Egypt. And they adopted other gods, and worshipped them, and served them. Therefore he has brought all this adversity on them. Now it came about at the end of the twenty years in which Solomon had built the house of the Lord and his own house, that he built the cities which Huram had given to him, and settled the sons of Israel there. Then Solomon went to Hamath-Zobah and captured it. He built Tadmor in the wilderness and all the storage cities which he had built in Hamath. He also built Upper Beth-Horon and Lower Beth-Horon, fortified cities with walls, gates, and bars, and Baalath and all the storage cities that Solomon had, and all the cities for his chariots, and cities for his horsemen, and all that it pleased Solomon to build in Jerusalem, in Lebanon, and in all the land under his rule. All the people who were left of the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, who were not of Israel, namely, from their descendants who were left after them in the land whom the sons of Israel had not destroyed, then Solomon raised as forced laborers to this day. But Solomon did not make slaves for his work from the sons of Israel. They were men of war, his chief captains and commanders of his chariots and his horsemen. These were the chief officers of King Solomon, 250 who ruled over the people. Then Solomon brought Pharaoh's daughter up from the city of David to the house which he had built for her. For he said, My wife shall not dwell in the house of David, king of Israel because the places are holy where the ark of the Lord has entered. Then Solomon offered burnt offerings to the Lord on the altar of the Lord, which he had built before the porch. Then Solomon offered burnt offerings to the Lord on the altar of the Lord, which he had built before the porch, and did so according to the daily rule, offering them up according to the commandment of Moses, for the Sabbaths, the new moons, and the three annual feasts the Feasts of Unleavened Bread, the Feast of Weeks, and the Feast of Booths. Now according to the ordinance of his father David, he appointed the divisions of the priests for their service, and the Levites for their duties of praise and ministering before the priests according to the daily rule, and the gatekeepers by their divisions at every gate. For David, the man of God, had so commanded. And they did not depart from the commandment of the king to the priests and Levites in any manner or concerning the storehouses. Thus all the work of Solomon was carried out from the day of the foundation of the house of the Lord and until it was finished. So the house of the Lord was completed. Then Solomon went to Ezion-Geber and to Eloth on the seashore in the land of Edom. And Huram, by his servants, sent him ships and servants who knew the sea. And they went with Solomon's servants to Ophir, and took from there four hundred and fifty talents of gold 
and brought them to King Solomon. Okay, so all of this was very familiar so far, but there was just one aspect of what God said in chapter 7 that is worthy of repeating. If you want to know how to cure a country that is sick from sin and corruption, this is the solution. And God says it very clearly here, beginning in verse 13. If I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people. So we can call that, you know, physical plagues as well, but if we see internal corruption, and we see such evil being done in the world, such sin and such perversion that should not exist among us, there is a way to turn back. There is a way for repentance, and he offers it to us. And this is what we have to do as a nation. It should certainly start with us, but this is what is required of us as a nation. My people who are called by my name, so that's Christians, the Christians in the land, have to stand up and do this. If they humble themselves and pray, we first have to start with humbling ourselves. We have to not have pride named among us. We have to cast out all pride and arrogance from our lives. We have to pray. Prayer is extremely important, and it's a most underutilized tool that we have. We must pray. And we have, obviously, when we pray, we pray in faith. Not in ritual, but we pray in faith. We seek my face. So how can we seek the Lord? We can seek Him in prayer. We can seek Him through the Word of God. Seek Him through demonstration of love to Him by obedient to his, being obedient to His Word. And we turn from our wicked ways. So if there is any sin in our lives, we cast it out. We completely stop sinning as best as we can. Then he will respond. How beautiful is this? He will hear from heaven. He will forgive our sins and will heal the land. This is what is required of us. Does it mean that Every person who lives in the United States, as an example, has to believe in Jesus Christ? No, it doesn't say that. But it does say that those who are believers should be obedient to the cross. That we have to humble ourselves and seek the Lord with our mind, soul, body, and strength. Right? With all that we are. And he will respond. This is so beautiful how he does this. Those are the steps. Humility, prayer, devotion, and repentance. We do those things as a country, and we stand up for what is right as believers. God will conquer evil for us. He is most capable of doing that. But think about when Jesus walked the earth. There were times where he chose not to exact miracles because of the unbelief of the people. He didn't need their belief, but he desired it. So may that be our choice in the coming days, that we would choose to do this. We want to see transformation in the purging of evil from this country. It has to start with us. And I pray that this does.
And that's the only thing I wanted to talk about today. I thought that was of utmost importance. Not only that, but I also have my three-year-old in my lap, and he is being surprisingly quiet today. I apologize if there is any noise interference in the process. But that's all I have for today. Thank you for listening. I'm Ryan, and we'll see you next time. Take care, and God bless you.